This is episode 134 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today we answer a listener question. Rain asks, why do we keep doing things that we know are causing us grief and pain? Have you been there before? I know I have. If you want to know my answer, stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. Hey ladies, this is Stephanie and I'm back today answering a listener question about self-sabotage. Now, the listener did not really ask if it was self-sabotage. I'm not sure that she knew it was self-sabotage, but bottom line, when we do things that we know are going to cause us grief and pain, the fancy word for that is self-sabotage. And one example of that in my own life is my relationship to chips. I, for years, knew that chips and overeating on breads and pastry wasn't good for me, but it's like something was possessing me and I was doing it anyway. And I was doing it and then I would fall into a cycle of shame and guilt and think I was broken because I couldn't stop eating chip, it was like a vicious circle. And all of that stopped the day that in school, they made us read a book from Dr. Bruce Lipton, which we had on the podcast, episode 69, I think, about the biology of belief. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And that's how I'm going to answer Rain's question. But before we get there, I want to tell you I have a secret tool. I have the magic trick. No, (laughs) That's a joke. I have a live workshop on self-sabotage coming up on May 31st, 2018. So today is the day where we are opening registration for this live workshop that is called How to Stop Overeating Without Willpower and Discipline. It is on Thursday, May 31st. There is three different times into the day. Each class can hold 100 people. So the seating is some kind of limited. So I hope some of you will have the chance to come in. So go and register right away. We're going to cover how your brain drives overeating, which is what we're going to talk about in part today, how to connect with our hunger cues and how to stop self-sabotage. So if you want to go and register, you can simply go to the show notes, stephaniedozier.com slash 135 and pick your time. And then you're going to be with me in the workshop. There's going to be a workbook that's going to be offered to those that are coming in. And there's also for people who are attending live, there's going to be one of my book, The Nutritional Reset, that is going to be given away digital format to all the lives attendee and also a coupon 
for their future registration inside the Beyond the Food Academy if that's an interest of yours. So all of that's going to happen next Thursday, May 31st. So I hope you're going to come with me. I'm going to see you there and meet you in that workshop. Now, today's topic about how to stop doing things that we know are going to cause us grief and pain, I think it's going to be a very interesting discussion, particularly point number three, because you are likely doing point number three in your life right now, but you don't realize it has such an impact on you. So ready to do this, girls? Let's do it. So before we get started here, I want to kind of give you a preview of the self-sabotage webinar or live workshop because I need you to understand two concepts before we answer Rain's question. Number one is the whole root cause and symptom. And the best analogy for that is your car. Let's imagine you're driving your car and there's a light that flash in your dashboard. Let's say your engine light starts flashing. Are you going to continue driving your car until something happened? Or are you going to take it to the mechanic? Now, I hope most of you will take it to the mechanic. Then your mechanic, when you get there, what is he going to do? Is he going to take the light bulb out of the dashboard to stop the flashing of your engine light? Or is he going to plug in into his computer trying to find the reason why the engine light is flashing? Again, I hope most of you's mechanics going to do option number two. He's going to try to find what we call the root cause of your light bulb flashing, not simply taking out. Now, taking out the light bulb would somewhat resolve the issue. You would continue driving and you wouldn't have this annoying light flashing in to your face all the time. But we all know it's a matter of time before the car actually breaks down. I want you to think of the question from Rain, why do we keep doing things that we know are going to cause us grief and pain in the same way? We could say, well, you are emotionally eating when you're stressed. Just drink water at night in front of the TV instead of resolving your stress. Just suppress it, drink water, change your mind and be done and over with it. But we know it doesn't work. That's why we keep doing it. Although we know mindless eating in front of the TV at night is not good for us, right? So what we need to do is find the root cause. Point number one. Point number two, the root cause of why we keep doing things that we know are going to cause us pain and grief is within the subconscious mind. Now, in the training, the live workshop, we're going to go in depth into this with all kinds of graph and image. But for the purpose of this podcast here, I want to attempt to define what subconscious mind and conscious mind is. So we all know what we're talking here. Subconscious mind is a part of your mind. It's a part of your brain that is not in your realm of awareness, meaning these are the commanding part of your brain that do things without you being aware. Example, the subconscious mind is the place in your mind that direct your heart to beat. It's the part of your brain that directs your breath. 
You don't have to think about, oh, it's time to take a breath right now. You just breathe. The same thing goes with your heartbeat. That's all done in your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is really 90% of your behavior in a day-to-day. And all your food decision, 90% of your food decision also reside in your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind is where you're conscious. I am going, I'm on a cruise ship right now, so I am going to go to the pool after recording this podcast. That is in my prefrontal cortex, in my conscious mind, I'm making a decision. I'm conscious of the decision that I am making. Conscious mind, subconscious mind, 90% of your food decision are residing within your subconscious mind. And within the subconscious mind, that is where we're making those craving, those binges, those overeating, those decisions that we know are going to hurt us. Although your brain, your conscious mind know it's not good, the subconscious mind is driving it. And guess what? The strongest part of your mind is your subconscious mind. It's the biggest and the strongest. So no matter how much willpower and discipline, which reside in the conscious mind, you have, if there is a belief in your subconscious mind that doing something is better for you, although you know that it's going to cause you pain and grief, you're still going to do it because your subconscious mind will win. Which then gets me into one of the reasons why we keep doing things that we know is going to hurt us and cause us grief is because in our subconscious mind, we No, we believe that this decision, this situation is serving us in some way. We are receiving benefit from that decision, from that choice in our subconscious mind. So for example, if you're failing at your attempt to lose weight, Although you want more than anything to lose weight, but your behavior, your craving, your overeating, your binging gets in the way of doing that, it's likely because you keeping your weight on is a greater benefit to you in your subconscious mind than losing the weight is in your conscious mind. It's likely something around the realm of protecting yourself because we're all about survival as human being. And it's likely this weight situation is protecting you from what your subconscious mind believed to be a greater danger than not losing the weight. Crazy, right? But that's why emotional relationship to food in any kind of way is not a quick fix is because we have to work at the level of your subconscious mind. We need to teach your subconscious mind that the benefit of you no longer having those emotional relationship to food is okay. It's not scary and it will actually make you a better human being. So the question you need to ask yourself is how is the behavior bringing me a greater benefit than not doing it? What really am I protecting myself against? We're going to take a quick break from our chat to give a shout out to our show sponsor, Health IQ. And I am 
So excited to be partnering with them and bringing you forward an innovative insurance company for the American listener. Health IQ helps health-conscious people like yogis, runners, cyclists, weightlifters to get lower rate on their life insurance. Just like you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. Isn't it time that we get rewarded for our good health choices? Now, how do you get started? Very simply by qualifying through the Health IQ quizzes And also, listen to this, if you submit actual training data through the various apps available, you can save additional dollars. To get started now, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash health IQ and take the test to see if you qualify. And when you get to speak to an agent, mention the code beyond the food to support the show. So get started now on saving money on your life insurance. Now a shout out to our other show sponsor, Muse. And I'm very grateful to team up with Muse to bring you the first tool in the world to help you learn to meditate at home. Muse is a wearable brain sensing headband that measure our brainwave and sends the feedback to an app on our personal device. I love my Muse because it transform my meditation practice. I wear it daily for my 10 minute session in the morning and it coaches me through my practice by giving me real time feedback on what's happening in my brain and helping me refocus during my meditation. I love this partnership with Muse because it brings the tool to the first timer and it helps expand the practice of the more advanced meditator. So it's time for you to get your Muse on and learn to calm your mind through meditation. And here's the thing, as a listener of the Going to Beyond the Food show, you get 15% off of the purchase of your Muse. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse. And again, the URL is stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse and register through this URL to get 15% off. So join me in my 10 minutes meditation practice every morning and get our muse on and go beyond the food together. So you are gaining some kind of benefit around that behavior. Point number two, there's a lack of self-respect and love or self-love towards yourself. Now, I know for some of you, this may sound woo-woo and corny. You've heard that self-love this and self-love that. Bottom line is this, your belief that you love yourself in your conscious mind is not what your subconscious mind believes. Your subconscious mind does not see in your day-to-day action that you are really respecting and loving yourself. So there's a conflict between what you think you believe and what you're really doing on a day-to-day basis. Your struggle to stop doing what's causing you pain and grief is simply a reflection of you lacking respect and love towards yourself. Really, when you think about it, how could you do something that hurts you if you really are respecting yourself? 
you know you wouldn't do it for someone else, right? You know that the people you respect and love, you won't go out there and hurt them on purpose. You may do it as an error or mistake, but you wouldn't go out and hurt them. But you are doing that towards your own self by having those behavior that you know are of no help to you. So really look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, do I have a loving and respecting relationship towards me? Now, stay tuned because the next podcast episode, 135, we're going to talk about body image. And I don't want to steal the show, but know this. If you go around right now, shaming yourself, hating on yourself, hating on your body, and then pretending that you are practicing self-love, that is, my friend, a conflict. You are going out consciously saying that you're loving yourself, that you have a self-love relationship with yourself, you're taking care of yourself. Meanwhile, when you pass in front of a mirror, you shame yourself because I don't know, your tummy's too big, you're too fat, you're too this, your hairs are not blah, 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 blah. The two is a massive conflict. And when there is a conflict between your conscious and your subconscious mind, guess who wins? Your subconscious mind. So you'll continue to have self-defeating behavior because truthfully, you don't respect and love yourself. So respect and love is a all around business. It's not only one part of your life. I love and respect myself in the way and the food that I choose to eat, but I hate myself and my body, or I don't move my body because I don't believe it's important for me. Do you know what I'm saying? So it has to be a whole approach. Point number three, and this is the one I said, you're likely going to be surprised, but at the same time, all of us are doing it, but we don't realize of how important it is. It's our intention, What is your intention to make the change that you want to do? So example, in the realm of relationship to food where we are in, let's say you have an overeating behavior or binge eating behavior and you want to change it. Do you want to change that behavior that's causing you grief and pain because you have a respectful and loving relationship towards yourself Or are you doing it because you hate the weight that you're at? Big difference between the two. One is from a place of love and respect. One is from a place of hatred. Trust me, your subconscious mind will know the difference. And when it's coming from a place of lack of hatred, of not good enough, it will not stay anchored. It will not precede what the body or the mind, the subconscious mind knows that you're really doing this from a place of hatred. So you need to reframe your intention as to why you want to stop having behavior that's causing you grief and pain and do it from a place of what we call in the academy, a place of abundance. So we're shifting our mindset in the academy from lack to abundance, right? I'm broken, lack, I'm broken, I need to fix myself, abundance, I want to become a better version of myself through acceptance and through knowing where I am and accepting where I am right now, I just want to become better. 
So what intention are you working from? Are you working from a place of lack or a place of abundance? So one of the tools we use in the academy is goal setting. We are refocusing our goal setting exercise or framework from a place of emotion instead of external reward, right? Instead of focusing on losing 10 pounds, on achieving XYZ body, we focus on how we want to feel, what's hidden behind our desire to change our habit and our relationship to food. What is our emotion? What is it that we want to feel? And that's from a place of abundance instead of focusing on what we are not. So if you're still struggling with doing things that cause you grief and pain, look at your starting point, your intention. In closing, when we want to stop doing something that's caused us pain and grief, it's called self-sabotage. There's no quick fix. It's deep work. It's work at the subconscious level. The mainframe offer on social media or in magazine or whatever is all about willpower and discipline. And that is only going to affect your conscious mind. It's only going to be short term. So if you want to know more about this type of work, I urge you to sign up for the free workshop. The link are in the show notes. And I hope to see you there because you're going to gain a lot of insight And maybe you'll decide that this is the type of work you want to do, and I'll see you in the academy. But I've given you three great points to start from and more in the free workshop. And I know this can tremendously impact most of you as you start by those three little points. I'm grateful that you were here with me today. Stay tuned for the next podcast on body neutrality body image. And the title of the episode is why did I wear a bathing suit and I'm fat? Because that's what I did just for you and for my own growth as well. If you are following me on Instagram, you have likely seen my post, but we're going to talk about that in the next episode. I love you. And I'm looking forward to hang out with you in the next episode. Did you know that nine out of 10 women are struggling with their relationship to food? Overeating, emotional eating, binging, and craving are real. Clearly, the solution we have been thought aren't working. I believe to have food freedom, it means that we must learn to have a relationship with our hunger so we can finally be at peace with food and eat normally without guilt or shame, which is why I wrote the Crave Cure Guide. I want to show you how to have a completely different relationship with food so that you can be in control of what you eat, achieve your goal, and be the powerful woman you were meant to be. The best part is this book and the step-by-step process is absolutely free. To receive your free copy, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash guide and we can get started right now.